Josh, it's a spooky episode. <laughs> I can't even breathe. Hold on. Wait, wait. You took the mask off? Hold on. Me, this is the best part. my natural head. Hey, Josh. Yes, Fusco? You know what really sticks a boat in my barley? <laughs> What's that for, school? <laughs> when someone anonymously sent you a horse head mask and you have to find a reason to use them. Dude, I can't, yeah, I can't hear you at all. <laughs> I, like, I like how your beard is sticking out the bottom of the horse head mask. <laughs> How's, wait, hold on. Hold, uh. Oh, I can't hear. Hold on. Oh, yeah. This is <laughs> this is easily the best start to an hold, episode hold of Chan Rant we've I ever can't, had. Oh, I can't get it off. Hold on. <laughs> you gotta get the headphones first. Oh, oh my God. It's stuck to me. All right, hold on. And then the horse head. <laughs> oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, can anyone can even, even hear the chanters? I have no idea. I couldn't hear the headphones. I couldn't hear that, anything. Yeah. That horse head mask to save my soul <laughs> from hell. <laughs> to save my soul from Even that, even that chord sucks. Yeah, I think it might be the mic. Yeah, we might have a bad mic here. Hello, uh, and welcome to the Chain Ram Podcast. My name is Josh. With me, as always, is my spooky co-host, Andy Fusco. Ooh, that's me. And if you didn't know, I'm here to let you know that this is an explicit show. We're going to say some dirty words and get into some spooktacular exploits. So if you're a little bit afraid of going into the shower at midnight in your little camp by the river, or if you're just some preteens trying to finger bang each other in a car in a dark forest night, <laughs> this is not the show for you because you will definitely get axe murdered. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You like that the little twist? Uh last but not least, listeners can review the show on Ice Booze or uh Spot of Fright or <laughs> what, what is, Yeah, what is what is the other <laughs> Google Slay <laughs> or you got you got something? No, no, no puns for you. Uh, <laughs> puns you are the la- us, lowest form of comedy. You, can, you know this. They're the highest form. You oh, can right, send us uh, emails and voicemails. We played on air. We have some tonight. You can like us, like us on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're full of them tonight, aren't you? It's or Insta Scream. <laughs> Insta Scream. <laughs> uh, Twitter is scary enough as is. Or or uh, or uh, snap. Um, Snap, snap, chat, slap, slap, Charles. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we got nothing. Yeah, on we'll, we'll we'll come up with something for that later. We'll keep um, on. Check us out on Patreon. You can become a patron, and support the show. patreoncom chanarant. Last but not least, invite and share or beware. <laughs> <laughs> did you, Josh? Did you know we got a new patron today? Did we? We did. Were they the spookiest patron? <laughs> okay, how long, how long are we going to do this bit? <laughs> I say we do it the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. It'll, it'll annoy the shit out of people. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. It's almost I, I as good as after. I, never, I didn't even pour beer. It's okay. almost as good as Chanarant. After Dark. Which, by the way, is coming, coming soon. Yeah, coming back soon. <laughs> Um, okay, so Mr. Fuko, can I say something? What, did you, what was your What was your? Do you know what really pisses me off? Thing because I I could barely hear, hear it you through the horse mask. I said, you know what really 
Josh, you know what really throws an oat in my barley? What's that, Fusco? <laughs> I said, when someone anonymously buys you horse head masks and you have to find a reason to use them. Hey, we used the horse head masks. Hey, we finally yeah. used them and we got some use out of them. Also, so whoever you are, have, thank you. That may be the most satanic thumbnail in the history of Chanaran. I should probably mute the <laughs> devil mic. No, that's great. It's creating all kinds of it's, feedback yeah, it's, and it's, annoying. It's coming through. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how are we going to use it? Yeah, see, I say leave it on because put it right there so I can use it if I... Am oh, it doesn't fit in this thing? Here, well, let's put Dilly in that thing. <laughs> Every time you move it, it does the, the um. thunderous, uh, <laughs> this mic is shorting. <laughs> Here, this is when we, when we want to get particularly spooky, we go... Oh, wait, no. There we go. <laughs> it's a built-in sound effect that may or may not short out the board. Oh my god! We've already had lots of lots of uh, things go wrong today. The board blew up on us. Oh and... yeah, it's been it's been a hell of a spooky <laughs> evening. Oh my god! So can I just say, we've been gone for weeks now, like in this format of yeah. just you and I kind of like getting shit together. No, we've had we've had a lot of actual episodes. We've had real episodes where we traveled. We had four guests on last time or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Which was a goddamn chain rant miracle. Oh, okay. That how was we not easy to pull off. Yeah, no, I don't know. And they were amazing. And uh, thank you to, again to the four of them for doing that. Cameron McDougal, <laughs> uh, uh, Lauren, and uh, Catherine. Catherine and, and uh, uh, Ke- Keegs? Ke- I don't Ke- know. Ke- I don't know how to, I don't know how to say his yeah. name. But <laughs> Keegasus? <laughs> you know what the best joke in the world is? Or the best like gag? Is when you just continually get somebody's name wrong, and then people just don't get well, it. Well, we had we had a moment where uh, I think people actually thought we had quit after the white whale. Well, we did. And say we, we thought were quit. we thought about it. Oh, we definitely did because like yeah, I, I was considering. Better? I was considering like okay, we got Jack Lee. Like we can we just, can just we can just, just fuck off in the quarter just, and die. <laughs> just or we can uh, tell the story of how Keegan lost his virginity. <laughs> We just, what's great about that is we happened upon that. See, things just happen here at the Channerant Podcast. The trick the trick to the Channerant Podcast is we have a firm belief that it's better to be lucky than good. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and done is better than perfect. Between yeah, those two yeah. things. If, uh, yeah. You can, you, can, you can build an empire. <laughs> of 58 patrons. By the way, thank you all to the patrons who support us on a regular basis. Yeah, we should definitely do a spooky patron read. You want to do all 58 patrons? All 58, dude. Oh, my God. Hey, they go to bat for us. I will bore our non-patrons by reading all their names. <laughs> They're going to skip past it anyway. Why do we bother? I don't know. That's what I would do. If I were you, I would skip past when we read this. But you never know because every once in a while we throw in comedy bits when we do stupid stuff like this just to see who's listening. And nobody's listening. So, <laughs> Wait, are you saying that there's like a little button that will just fast forward 30 seconds if you're listening on certain podcasting platforms? There just might be. Like uh, Google Slay? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or Spotify, <laughs> Google Slay the Puss, yeah, uh, or whatever. But um, so Fusco, let's get through yeah, the spooky domestics. With as some, Rab likes to say, I don't know some, what domestics with means. With some spooky emails. <laughs> wow, what the hell was that? They might have might have been a ghost. Might have a ghost in the emails. Did you turn it off? <laughs> no, it's still on. It's just not shorting right now at the oh, well, appropriate okay, time. That did work. Uh, so why don't you start us off? So we've got lots to catch up on. We've been gone for a while. <clears throat> so some of these are going to be old. And thank you for sending them in. So our first one is from Pete. Uh, and he's referring to the last week's episode with our four guests from New Jersey. 
Kearney, New Jersey. Three, three guests from uh, New Jer- from Kearney, New Jersey, and one guest <laughs> from Ballyfuck, Scotland. <laughs> exactly. So Pete says, probably one of the best yet. I assume he means episodes. I'm not sure. Great mix of piping stuff and irreverence. Actual mention of the Royal Conservatoire. Conservatoire, sure. I assume he means. And your giant dong in the same hour. Brilliant getting the McGonagall girls on for legitimacy. Proof proof of the hot tenor drummer theory, plus those two piping guys. So, yes, I agree. It was yeah, a great it was a episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah. Um, brilliantly edited. Absolutely, yeah. It was much better than usual. Yeah. I mean, I thought the edit was... It was really uh, tight. Good tight edit. Yet it, yet it was like the second Avatar. <laughs> Like it took like four it years. Exi- it doesn't exist. You it, just it, cut the entire movie yeah, out. It, it took four years, but it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no, we did, we only, it was so funny because <laughs> I thought I thought we'd get a sneaky week where people didn't realize <laughs> that, especially post Ren because Ren was such a shit show. We I mean we got some material. We may be able to cut in some bonus content for the patrons. Yeah, but, that's about all it's gonna be worth. But uh, but yeah, no, we had a we had a sneaky week because yeah, one is one of those weird things on. where we ended up recording on a Wednesday. You actually thought, what do you mean you, you thought people, we could sneak by, like, we thought, thought we could sneak yeah. not doing an episode Well, for I thought we, because we said that we quit oh, oh. during the Jack episode, I thought people would actually just, like, leave us alone. Oh, God, no. But the I've people, been harassed. The people were hungry for more. They were more. hungry for more. Where are you guys? Where I want to hear your voices. I want to hear a good bagpiping podcast for once. <laughs> <laughs> they missed us. Yeah. And in uh, true Channerant fashion, we made them wait. Yeah, well, so, you know, uh, there's there's a saying in show business that I live by: always leave the crowd wanting more, never give them more than they could possibly want. Right. And our personalities are way more than most people want, so yeah, <laughs> we really gotta figure that out. But it's the um, same, it's the same uh, theory I use, you know, when performing tantric sex. <laughs> How's that? Just always leave them wanting more. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So, like someone who's a, who's awake. With a bigger penis. <laughs> Wait, and, that's almost everybody. And better hydrated. <laughs> At this point in my life. And not I hammered. Know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but remember like when we did the Jack Lee bit when we were down in Arizona? And we did the like fake cocaine bit and Dude, I, I, gotta I say, sneezed into the cocaine. Well let me finish. Say, let me finish. Well let me just say this first. Remember we sneezed in, well, mm-hmm. I sneezed in the cocaine and it went everywhere? That's essentially exactly what my ejaculate is like at this point in my life. Puff of puff just of a flour? Puff of flour in the air. <laughs> It has no. You eat too much bread. Has no wetness to it at all. Yeah. <laughs> your, your your desiccated little fucking love gun just <laughs> shoots puffs of flour. That's all it is, man. But that's all you need. Like when you add it, you add puffs. Thirteen of, minutes into the show, and we're already talking about <laughs> dicks, jokes, and semen. But when you when you blow flour into a vagina. And you add the wetness. You make bread. You, absolutely. You add, you're adding yeast and flour. <laughs> and then a hot, a hot oven, I guess, right? Where are you going with this? No is there, what's, your, what's your end game? See, I mean, this is, listen, most of my life is I see, follow this uh, path. and see, I, I'm also. A, not, common, a common tactic you use in comedy is you know how, you, you know how you're going end. in. Yeah. And you know how you're going out. The middle you make up along the way. Yeah, no, I have no end game here. You, you, I'm just following the yeah, path you, and see you what just happens. Went, yeah, much like my life. I yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> much, much like the, much like the idea that uh, you know, <laughs> fucking that brought you out to Las Vegas to play bagpipes. Yes, um, but yes, Pete, uh, that was a lovely episode with the four horsemen of the uh, bropocalypse that were 
Keegan, Lorna, Katie, and uh, what? Who, whoever the fuck that last guy is. The other guy, yeah. yeah. Some somebody. Some three B fuck. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so these I got. I put the rest of these in a little bit out of order. So, uh, if you would go for number three. Um and and how am I supposed to read number three? So so, <laughs> I I put I put a link. It should be there. Did it work for you? Didn't work for me. Really? Number three? <laughs> you fucking with me right now? Or no, do I need no, to refresh? Really, maybe. Yeah, try to refresh. Maybe. No, nah, there's no links. You dingus. I'll tell you it's there. All right, all right. That's okay. Um, so it's rooster. Yeah. So the first one. <clears throat> so we had a gentleman. Oh, Which, is this the trolling and not trolling? Yes. Okay. It's the first one of the trolling ones. Okay. So uh, so this is from Rooster. Rooster says, trolling and not trolling at the same time because I really want to know. And he sent us a screenshot of an email that he sent to info at leeandsonsbagpipes.com. <laughs> yeah. And he said, we ask people not to do this. <laughs> yeah. Please don't do this. Which just means more people are going to yeah, do this. Yeah, people are going to do it. But <laughs> uh, he says, uh, Gandhi cut is the subject line. So he wrote this to Jack Lee's website. And he way. says, uh, gentlemen, what, and it's not going to go to Jack. It, it's info at. No, it, is that, it, I'm pretty oh, sure I mean, I mean it's boop and boop. boop uh, email redacted. It's, Please it, don't right. send things to this email. It goes to him or his sons. But it says, uh, gentlemen, I'm inquiring on the dimensions of the Gandhi cut as compared to Jack's white whale dimensions. Would the Gandhi be close to Willie's sausage roll design from Bannatine? Sincerely, Rooster Cockburn. Cockburn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so when I read this... Like I was like, oh my god, I can't believe you, he sent this. Yeah, it's like I was it's like, super panicked. The the one thing that we usually were worried about is like, oh my god, like Chanteraners are gonna actually reach out to people we like. Luckily, people we like tend to be good sports, and also missed the missed it completely. Yeah. So <laughs> so, uh, so he got a response, and it says, "Hi Rooster, good to hear from you. Wow, great names, White Whale, Sausage Roll, love it. The Gandy bag is pretty much a medium, but with a couple of differences. So uh, all business. Yeah, hundred percent, but." It was interesting that he referenced the two names that the guy said, but I, I don't think he, whoever this is, did not get it. I don't think. Do, do you think oh, they whoever, got it? whoever got the email? Whoever got the email? No, and no. Responded, well, did I not do, get the yeah, joke. but it's, it's not fucking Jacqueline that's getting those emails. I th- it could be. It's some nephew or some peon that knows social media. Like, come on, uh, maybe knows, knows how to make a Squarespace site. Like, you never. Okay, business tip. If there's an info at, it's never going to the person that's at the top. I promise. Info at for us goes to me. I mean, I read exactly. Them. Info at never goes <laughs> to the person at the top. Case in point. I own this bitch. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we didn't even drink these whiskeys because we had horse heads on. I know. Yeah. This is going to be rough. This is going to be a rough one, people. There it is. It worked. <laughs> Scary. Dark sounds. Lord, is that you? Satan, are you there? Satan, can you hear me? <laughs> we should do a musical. Based on uh, Satan. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously. Um, so, the, this I, I assume this is coming from the same guy. He sent us another email. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I muted it is because it's going to give you so much more room noise to cut out. So, yeah, just give well, me a little bit of a signal. Signal okay. I'll unmute it. All right. So we have an email from the heckler. Okay. And he says this: <clears throat> Hey boys, after listening to the White Whale episode. I have to wonder if I need to pass the moniker of the heckler on to our boy Fugo. In what, when what might be my favorite Chanterant moment ever, Fugo managed to heckle bagpipe le- living legend Jack Lee, whereas all I've ever accomplished was a failed attempt at heckling Doogie. Oh, this is, must be the guy that went into the class. Okay. So he says, I'm paraphrasing, but when Fugo said, 
what do you say to people who say you're too mechanical and not musical enough? To Jack fucking Lee. To be fair, I kind of don't remember that I said this to him. Did you, I, did you listen back to the episode? I haven't heard the whole thing yet. I've only heard the, like the first beginning of it. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> it was Jack's response that <laughs> that was true podcast gold. Again, paraphrasing, but Jack says, well, Andy, no douchebag has ever said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's definitely a paraphrase. Uh, Foucault. Uh, yeah, because no one has ever, let's see, no one has balls as big as mine to say it to your face. Oh, he's saying that I said that. Apparently, I don't remember this. Yeah. Part. So he says, Jack, in a classier way, then this says, well, while you're polishing your own knob, I'm polishing my silver stars and clasp on the way to the Glenfiddich. <laughs> Not in those exact words, but still truly classic and one of my favorite moments ever. Hence, Foucault is the true heckler. I could have, uh, I could never reach the true heck. Uh, what is he saying? Sorry. I could never reach the learn level of heckling read. a bagpipe of God. Dude, there's no fucking lights in here. I can't see shit. <laughs> You're staring at a light right now. Heckling a bagpipe God. You guys are the fucking best. Rock on, boys. The former heckler. So to be fair. <clears throat> also, it's not just heckling a bagpiping God. It's heckling a bagpiping God who just happens to be a friend of ours. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But I think I felt like I could get away with it because I think, I don't know, He, I, I still don't have a good handle on reading him because he seems to have a good sense of humor. But then again... Well, he's I don't know. He he's crazy smart. Right. Like well, there's that. so so he can he can see the the thing I like about crazy smart people whether they have a good sense of humor or not is if it's a crazy smart person they understand that you're coming at it with a sense of humor. Definitely. And also I'm setting him up on yeah. purpose. Like so <laughs> well, you're setting him up for him to knock right. it back down. I, I know yeah. I kind of know where he's going to go cuz Jack is great with he's got great quotes and I wanted to sort of push him a little bit and just see what he said. That's also what makes us such great interviewers. Uh, we are uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, take take notes, Andrew <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> no, but I, I, obviously I'm a huge fan of Jack <laughs> Lee's. I'm just shooting left and right. <laughs> and I was very curious what he say because he's so he's got such great quotes. He's so inspirational, especially the thing he talked about when he was talking about, like we asked him about like band comes first thing and a lot of people were, were uh, writing into us about what he said about that. <clears throat> but I really wanted, I've been wanting to ask him that question for years, just like, just to see what he would say. Do you, I, I have a question for you. Do you feel like, uh, the Chan Rant podcast has made you more ballsy when it comes to approaching these people and like asking them questions that you normally probably wouldn't have if you were just like sitting in the corner at an event and you saw them? Yeah, I would never do this except for the show. Like I would never just in conversation say, uh, there'd be no point. Why, why would I do that? Cause you wanted to know. <laughs> It's not that because it's. I find it more interesting how he, how he projects himself publicly. So, like to ask him that if we're sitting in the corner at band practice and I said that to him, like it would wouldn't be that interesting to me. Right? I would have no reason to do that. But to get him to go on to a microphone and like react to that is interesting. To also, me. also, I hope that uh, now that he has come on the show and also been a guest. Uh, he'll be more willing to, you know, do it again. Yeah. I think he is. He did. I actually, we we didn't beat him up too bad. No, I wrote him a thank you note. I don't know. A week ago or so for a couple things. That was very classy for coming on the show and a couple other things. And then he wrote back, he he was in Scotland for the Glenfiddich and he's like, Oh, you know, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for keeping it semi PG for me and you know, whatever. And Hey, we did pretty good. (laughs) And he's like, "Uh, I'll see you in a couple weeks because he's coming out here in November. And uh, so anyway, yeah, it's just fun to, I, th- you know, part of what we do obviously is push people's buttons on intentionally, 
and to, just to see what they say. <laughs> well, that's how you get the good stuff. Oh yeah, and you know, you know, love, hate, good, bad. It's all interesting. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, Joe Joe W is in the chat. Um, he put it great, the greatest nonsense ever. I'm assuming that's when we had the horse heads on. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah. All right. So what what do we have next? Um. That now it's sort of dealer's choice. We got a few things that we could go into here. So I want to I want to start with uh, Rab's trip to Stone Mountain. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. Because oh, I, we have voicemails. I forgot. I didn't put oh, them on the list. Shit. Just so you know, I forgot about that. You should, we should do those first, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, let's see the voicemail. Yeah, old. let's see the voicemails because these are like two weeks old. Because we had we were traveling, guys. Come on, we were adventuring, making podcast tasty podcast content for all of you <laughs> hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> You greedy little pigs. <laughs> you <laughs> you spooktacular greed mongers. <laughs> we were sawing through content. <laughs> In oh. fact, we, we got so many things done, we had a we had a to-do list and we cut through it like a knife. You just you just gonna go through the board and just keep making references or No, because that would that would send us <laughs> that would send us down a wormhole. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> this is bad. He's got a he's got a soundboard. Everybody never. <laughs> he's got a soundboard with, with effects. This is I'm essentially I'm essentially like a chimpanzee with a bazooka right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our Story first of my life. Our first voicemail is from JD, and it's a couple weeks old, so I have no idea what it's about. But because I forgot, and my JD Ingram Nam 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 Nam. Yeah. Our, oh, our this is, this would be in Priestown Mountain. Yeah. Th- definitely. Yeah. So let's check it out. What's up, Channerant? It's your boy JD here. Uh, just calling in in regards to a comment you guys made on a podcast a couple weeks ago. You made the point that somebody who goes over to Ireland or Scotland and who's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm one-eighth Scotch, uh, is, is Scotch. basically <laughs> a, a dick. And, and just proved I my point. I agree to, with that to a point. Um, that guy's not one-eighth Scotch. Josh is one-eighth Scotch after the Highland Games. And, uh, and <laughs> more like true, more like seven eighths. Um, but there's a little more nuance to that discussion, I think, to be had. For one, you said, "No, you're just American." You know, everybody's just American, uh, and I've heard that from from Europeans, especially those who've never been to the United States. Oh, you're you're not anything. You're just American. But what does just American mean, right? For me, being just American means I celebrate Robert Burns' birthday in late January. I play the bagpipes, and I wore a kilt at my wedding. For uh, my engineering coworkers, being just American means celebrating the Lunar New Year, speaking Chinese to their grandparents, and wearing red at their weddings. Um, so, you know, are we both just American? Or are maybe we a little bit Scottish, a little bit Chinese, a little bit, you know, whatever else. Um, And and I think there really is some nuance to that discussion. Uh, When people who aren't being a dick and saying they're one-eighth Scotch, even though they've never tried a Scotch, uh, uh, are are going over there, sure, that, that person's really just culturally American. But sometimes there's people who say, you know, oh, you know, my, my ancestry is Scottish, my ancestry is uh, French, German, Irish, whatever. Um, and they still do hold on to some of those traditions, like many Americans do. And, uh, and I think that, that really is an idea that, that's worth, worth a little more exploration than just the hard and fast, you hold an American passport, therefore you are only American and nothing else. Um, 
It's, it's an interesting thought. Anyways, um, be curious to, to hear your guys' thoughts on that. And uh, cheers to everybody out there who is uh, one-eighth scotch tonight. Sancha. <laughs> or three-fifths. <laughs> Uh, this could turn into a whole topic. So, so <laughs> I have I have a lot to unpack here, but I think I can oh, do it so fairly. Much. I think I can do it fairly quickly. Okay. Um, one, if I use the term "just American," which I don't think I did, I think I, I, I think I said "you're I might, American." I might have. You might. I, we definitely were really pushing. Uh, I think I think concept. I use the term "you're American," not "just American." Just American is not a term that I would. I think I would use intentionally, but if I did, I apologize because a more accurate thing I would say is you're American. You're an American person. Mm -hmm. Just American implies that, well, I'm only like, that's a bad thing. Just I'm I'm only this and there's no ancestral history behind it. When you say that you're an American in my mind, you are that you are, you are all of your ancestral history plus all of the melting pot that is America. Like you get extra points. Like you're, you have 150 HP at that point. (laughs) Okay. Like, like your, your background is like a hundred and then you're all, and then, and then you're American. So you get that extra 50, right? You get that boost. That's the way that I look at this. Um, the thing, the thing that frustrates me and he, he illustrated this perfectly is we run into so many people. It's like, Oh, I'm Scottish. I'm Irish. I'm, I was like, no, 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 you're American. And, but it's not, you're just American. No, it's, you're American. That's, that's a great thing. Trust me. It's awesome. Like I'm American. I fucking love it. It, I, I can, well, I'm also a tall white person, but that helps. <laughs> that helps significantly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like, no, like you're, you're American. Like that, that's awesome. It's not just American. It's not, well, I no longer have any access to my family's history because I'm American now. It's like, no, you still have access just like. Just like if you had Scottish Irish ancestry and you went to Canada, or you had Scottish Irish ancestry and they went to Australia, or Scottish Irish ancestry and they went to Sri Lanka, like you still, <laughs> you still have that. That's still part of you. Okay. The point is, it's not your nationality, right? Like your nationality is where you consider to be your home, but it's not just that. It's not well. I'm only from this place. Like, yeah, you have to, you, you have ancestry. Everybody does. But the thing you have to keep in mind is that but are you we, can't claim, you can't claim credit for your ancestry. Correct. Like the times, the times and geographical locations where human beings fucked that eventually led to you being alive, you can't claim credit for that. You can only claim credit for the place you were and the place you live and the place you, you do things. Mm-hmm. You're you're a great example of this. Am I? Yes. I would love to know why. Because uh, you have mostly Italian background. You play bagpipes. You're from New York. You can you were you were born in New York, which you had no control over whatsoever. Correct. You consider yourself now, from what you've told me, you consider yourself to be from here. Well, it depends on how you define from. Like if I said, but I, I identify said, myself as an Nevada like if I if I said uh, if if we met. And you didn't know me, uh-huh. and we were in Russia. Okay, I'd be like, "Where are you from?" I would say Las Vegas. Correct. There you go. <clears throat> so yes, it doesn't right. it doesn't discount the prior experiences. Correct. But the thing that thing to take into consideration is don't take credit for things that had nothing to do with you. Correct. That this is the thing that I, I 
I'm actually surprised that JD and I are so on. I think him and I are very much on the opposite opinion of this, the way he described it. Like, yes, you can wear a kilt to your wedding, but the, the American experience is a melting pot, obviously that yeah. of, of a million different cultures, in my opinion, like, and Joseph, JW talks about a little bit about anthropology in our comments here. But this would be this like, would this be a way better uh, point that I was making if I wasn't dressed like this. But I'm <laughs> but I'm not changing the theme of this episode. You're, you're dressed like a Celt, <laughs> like a Druid. But um, like we're just we're just uh, products of like luck, if you want to call it luck, you can, or circumstance, whatever. We're Americans because you and I were born in certain places, lucky enough to be in the United States of yeah. America. Um, some people were lucky enough to be born in modern day UK. Thousand years lucky ago. enough. Some people were lucky enough to be born in fucking Bali with beautiful clear waters, and that's their life. Right, but some people were unlucky enough to be born in war torn Syria. Syria. <laughs> right, yeah. you know what I mean. Right. So, like, it's just like chance that we happen to be Americans. It's not a just like we're. It's a bad thing necessarily, but my issue is with people like that claim and i get this all the time i literally happened today at a gig i was at are you well, scottish you get, you are you this, irish you get this a lot because you're time. you daily gig yeah but yeah. i'm like no i'm american i have yes i have irish ancestry and italian ancestry. i just love pipes this is why i do this it has nothing to do with the fact that i i mean i i can tie my mother's family back to ireland we have documents but it was 150 years ago i have nothing to do with any of that the, the, nothing like Yes, we have Irish genes, probably, but what does that mean? It's so far Doesn't removed. Mean nothing. Now. Like, think of all the people, people that are people getting in this. fucking Australia have Irish genes. People like everywhere. Oh, absolutely. People everywhere have Irish genes. Yeah, the motherfuckers they're everywhere. Those people fuck like, like the champs. sale. And they like the fuck. <laughs> they like the fuck. Holy shit! <laughs> like, here, here, here's the thing. It's not this or that. No. It's not. I'm either this or I am that. It is. I am this and. Right. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was that's definitely a bell ringer. <laughs> the, the no, no, the whole me. the whole thing is like when you're an American of when you're American overall, not even an American of any particular descent. When you're American overall, you have the Americanness, and that's yours, and you own it. And you also have the other thing. You also have your Chinese heritage. You also have your Irish heritage, your Scottish heritage. You get to have all of it. You get to have it both. That's the best part. So yeah, I don't know if I agree with that, but I, I know where you're. I know I, I understand what you're saying. I just my personal that's, philosophy that's, is that's not the same. That's thing. the way. That's how I. That's why I describe it as you go from 100 to 150 HP. Mm-hmm. Well, like I grew up in a family. My mother. My mother is way more into her history than my father was. Like I. I knew I'm Italian because my father's last name, and I knew a little bit about their background. But my mother was like very proud to be Irish, and her whole family is very proud to be Irish, and like I grew up with that same idea. But then I'm like as I learn like became educated i'm like what i mean what does that mean we've been here for 150 years like we're as irish as fucking that horse head on the floor <laughs> you know what i mean like like we, culturally we're not we yeah. we appreciate what it means to be like what does being irish mean like in america it means like drinking on saint patrick's day and loving beer and like liking green shit like what does that mean like that's well, not it's like irish. it's like thing like for my family like the closest tie i could get like if i if i said okay here's my six degrees of separation to Scotland. I wouldn't go through my mother's side of the family because they've been here for fucking ever. I go through my father's side of the family and they came like, but most Americans have been here for a very long time. Like, like on my father's side, my great, great grandfather came across on a boat to fucking Scotland or from Scotland to Canada. Sure. 
which means a lot of generations of my family spent more time in Canada. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but then came down and then like, I don't, you know, then they live in fucking Wisconsin. I don't consider myself from Wisconsin because my family's from there. Right. Exactly. You know, like it's, it's a thing where you're a product of your environment just, and where you are. Just currently. own, just own your environment and own Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to burn that chair. <laughs> own your environment and own, own the reality of your upbringing, not like the romanticized version. Right, that's like, the thing that exactly. There, I think people like romanticize. I have, I have Scottish and Irish ancestry. I have Swedish and German ancestry, but I am from your physical. <laughs> your physical appearance may be very Scottish. Like looking at you, you're a tall white guy, very very goddamn white. Plus, you haven't seen. <laughs> plus, you haven't seen my ginger bush. <laughs> I haven't seen your penis. Well, not, well, recent, not, not recently. recently. Yeah, but <laughs> but I mean, yes, obviously, genes play a part in how you look. Our culture is not Scottish culture or Irish culture, as no. we learned when we were there. Like it's drastically. Well, different. I mean, as Rab learned when he came over to the states for a game, right? Like How when he came, he came to is. Stone Mountain, and like he immediately realized, like, holy shit, this is so different than what we do. Yeah. Did you listen like to the people he talked about? They were like, "Oh, my family, blah blah blah." I'm oh like, yeah. Like the thing that drives me nuts: we go to a games and pe- or whatever games or every event that I show up in a kilt, and people want to talk to me like I'm Scottish, like. Well, they I have well, nothing to do with any of that. The I, thing is, the thing is, people people go to these kinds of events and they see someone that is, for you, in a pipe band uniform, right? Not in garb. No, I I don't have a goddamn broadsword. And on and they're like they're like oh <laughs> I'm wearing a utility kilt oh, and a broadsword. Like oh, yeah, that makes me be, Scottish. This must be one of the performers. Let me ask them about <laughs> what era they grew up in. It's like no motherfucker. Like oh, what are you dressed like that for? It's like if I'm at a gig. $200 an hour. If I'm at an event, I'm like, uh, to play bagpipes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly correct. Yeah. But I think, I think that, uh, yeah. So if I did say just American, then I, uh, I it was retract. probably more likely me that said that. I, I, I don't remember, but, but, uh, but the thing is like, you know, it's like you get the, the thing I like about living in the States is that you get to have both. You don't have to pick. Do I want to be this or do I want to be this? You get to be both. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, Absolutely. Fusco gets to be uh, a top and a bottom. What up, pussies? Sorry. So, do we have another voicemail? We do. Sorry, I was trying to bring it up because it was a weird situation here. We do, and I, again, I have no idea what this is going to be. So this might bring on a topic. Who knows what he's going to say? This is from Killian. What up, pussies? Killian here. Uh, hey, so I saw you guys had a Facebook status a little while ago, and you guys have been talking about being... The Destination Pipe Band, so I would come out and play. I've only ever played in my little corner of the Midwest, so I've never traveled to play in a band. So I guess my question would be, what do I need to do to prepare? Like, how early do I need to come? What do I need to be working on? Things that I may need to know. So they don't show up and you guys say, you suck dildos. And I have to pull dilly out of my mouth for you guys to be (laughs) like, also, you suck at pipes. How do I avoid that? Let me know. Hashtag one of the six. Hashtag if you drill Brady. Deuces. So this is an easy one to answer. So uh, la- this, is, this is all you, man, because we've Cause been I'm, getting a lot of questions about how do you come come play with the Destination <laughs> Pipe Band. <laughs> it's really quite simple. Um, the, band, the band that shall not be named. Shall also, not. can you ring the bell because I have my hands full and I hit my mic? Yeah. Thank you, sir. So everybody take a drink. Um, so th- it's very simple. Uh, email me at channerant at gmail.com and say I'm serious because I can't remember if Killian was one of the other people who mentioned I get, we've gotten we so get many requests. Of, yeah, we get a lot of spam. So I'm sort of lost sometimes as to who sent what. 
But um, send us an email there and say, yes, I'm actually serious about this. I will come out to the Vegas games and play with you guys. And then we will put you in our Facebook group to do the homework, which is essentially learning some learning the MSR and medley and then posting it to us on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, and if so you're not we, shit, uh, the tunes aren't that hard. No, if you're like a, if you're like, like an average grade three player, it'd be super easy. If you're like a grade four player, then maybe if you're a grade four player willing to do homework. Yeah, but we are actually going for it next year. There's no doubt about this. Like, yes. Okay, so (laughs) this is going to go down a road, but like we're starting to pull people in from around the country who want to play with us. And now we're starting to run into this problem of like we don't have enough. We don't have enough drums. One. Well, that's true. We're we're going to we're not going to have enough drums. (laughs) We're running. We got to get more equipment. We're going to need more equipment. That's okay. I mean, not us. The the band that shall not be named. Correct. But. but I'm okay with that. We can figure that out. But more importantly, we got to follow the rules. So, <laughs> especially if we're actually last year, we couldn't. We didn't. We care. were getting disqualified, yeah, so we didn't give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, we were, we were playing for sheets. Play. It didn't matter. We were hashtag playing for sheets. So you didn't, we didn't have care. to be on our roster. So now we next year we intend to actually play for real. Yeah, so we're gonna have to. Have to we're gonna have to sort rosters out because we actually have a decent shot. Right. So if our like if our channel ran out of town players are only coming to the Vegas games, that's going to be relatively easy because that's early in the season, and then you have time to change back to your band without any problem. If you're, I mean, we have like regular out of town players that are like playing with us all year that are more close, and they're going to just be on a roster all year, so that's not a problem. But so email us, email us, and we will put you on the list, and then you can really gmail learn the music, and then basically I, you and I get on Skype with our out of towners, and then work them through the sets and then make sure that they're playing everything correctly. It's relatively easy, I think. And look so. on the bright side. If, you, if you're shite, you can just uh, ride the bench. Yeah, you'll play mass bands with us. And either way, you'll earn your little yellow flashes. You, will you don't have to play in the competition to earn the yellow <laughs> yeah. flashes. Oh, yellow flashes come <laughs> standard. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of yellow flashes, uh, Joe Brady, you cunt. Oh, tell me, tell me about Joe. So... So Joe is all over the Stone Mountain or the Big Rap Show talking shit about us. I, I so I've, I've only listened like the first fifteen minutes. Oh, I've I've heard the whole thing. Okay. And Joe Brady is only in the beginning. The part you heard is probably what you heard. Oh, oh, Joe Brady, uh, just desperately seeking your daddy's <laughs> approval. <laughs> Joe, it's okay, man. We we still know you're out there. Like daddy so, knows. So we've been very busy. We've been traveling. <laughs> we've been uh, doing shows with uh, Jack Lee and Cameron McDougal and Keegan, Keegan Sheehan, Sheehan and Lauren Lorna McGonigal. Like all all these big names. So Joe, <laughs> winter is coming. <laughs> we have time. It's okay, if you want to, if you want to be on the show, just ask us, man. You don't have to. You don't have to slag us on Big Rab. Come on. Yeah, man. It's okay. Like. We're, we'll get back to you. Do, oh, should we have... So we got to do Big Grace Note Rant, too, because it is the holiday season. That's when we do it. Yeah, it was like New Year... Mm, it was, it was like Christmas season when we did it last Actually, time. Actually, no, it was right around the world. Shh, oh, right. So, no, no, it was Christmas season. Yeah, you're right. And uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> Ding! <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Joe, if you want to be on Big Grace Note Rant, we can have, have Joe. doesn't have a podcast. He doesn't earn it way onto Big Grace Note Rant, No, I mean, he? he's, got a, he's got a good cat's Instagram. That's true. He does he he does run arguably one of the greatest cats Instagram post thing of all time. Yeah. But uh yeah, I, I was uh I, I was more than a little hurt that Joe slagged us off on the Big Rab show. Why? Um because I I consider Joe a friend and a confidant and a um uh brother in arms. I don't know. Pick your 
description, but uh, I, yeah, you know, I think I think that uh, <laughs> I think he needs to just come back in, have a little love, yeah, a little love with the boys. He he need you know what he needs? He needs guy love. Guy love. Yeah, he Solid definitely is. I think he's upset that we just haven't talked to him in a while. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we we've been okay. I will say this: we've been busy, and he has been very busy. What is Joe busy doing? Besides he's, marketing, being the greatest he's busy marketer dragging of, of the pipe trailer bands around. of all time. He's busy dragging the trailer around for the grade three band. That's true. He drives the trailer to Stone Mountain and yeah. to Maxville and back. Come on. Like, he's taking him. Th- <laughs> come on. Joe, Joe Brady is a goddamn team player. Oh, my God. I can't wait to. Okay. So, eventually, I'm going to talk to him, like, do a uh, something with him. Just Are just, you going to do, like, a shitty long-form interview like yeah. Andrew Douglas does? Well, no. It's going to be more like the story of us like I did with Cahill, but... Uh, but I, Joe's oh, fascinating. Or, oh, or our, our least played episode? Cool. Well, maybe either way, but, uh, I, I find Joe fascinating. He's, he's such a, he's such a marketing Joe, genius. Joe is not just a marketing genius. He has so much more to offer, but he is very reticent to actually speak up. Oh, he's so political. Like he, he does not want to be the, he does not want to be the face of change. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he wants to be the puppet master. He, yes. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, we see you. Yeah. We know you who know, you no, are. He's, he's, he's an incredibly, <laughs> he's an incredibly smart human being. Oh yeah. And also handsome and also wow. hollow bones like a bird. Yeah. He's very light. He's like, he's like Len Wood. He's you can pick him up. He's literally 55 pounds. Also, <laughs> oh, Len's like 75 years old, but Joe's like 45. And, and I was so, I don't understand. I don't know if we talked about this in the episode with Jack Lee, but I was so happy to see Len at that clinic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so weird because we're like two weeks since like any of these things happened. It was only, yeah, it's like three weeks ago. That that. <laughs> yeah. It's so good to see Len, man. Len, like I said, I, I stand by this. Len is aging backwards. Like ever since he's like since nah. he stepped down from competitive like, piping, I ain't, I ain't dealing with this. He looks he looks younger than you right Len now. Len run. <laughs> he looks he's seventy five years old. <laughs> he looks amazing, <laughs> and he's running the grade five band, and he's loving every minute yeah, of it. It's like, yeah. hey, no pressure. I just get the fucking I, jam I saw over him. Here. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my god, Len. He's like, I was like, went to give him a hug. He's like, don't pick me up. It's like, you know, I'm gonna. Oh, dude, he. I wonder if I was him, I would hate that. And I I saw you do it. I'm like, please don't. Cause like I respect Len a lot. I'm like, so do please I. don't, please don't lift him. That's, oh man, there's something insulting about that to me. I don't know. No, it's all love for me. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. It's love, but it's also like Jeremy. You're, you're, Jeremy you're like making a point up. of him being little. No, Jeremy. Picks Jeremy me doesn't up. pick me up though. Yeah, he picks me up because he, he knows, respects me. He knows that I like it. <laughs> he knows that I have a lot of love. I don't know. I, I don't. I was. I would feel weird about it. I get the. I get the desire to do it because he's just so little and so cute, and I love it. No, but. that's not why I do it. I just do it because I want him to be able to experience as how much love I have. <laughs> Is that it? And he can't. I, he can't do it if I'm just like bending down, giving him a hip hug. No, no, he has to be mm-hmm. chest to chest. Hey, fair enough for him. For him to really understand how much I appreciate <laughs> we, him as a person. We, we all make choices. <laughs> this yeah. might be one of those cultural differences between <laughs> Nevada and New York. <laughs> Nevada and Albany. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go through some of these emails. Len, if you're out there, and if for some reason you listen to the show, um, my he does not. I'm sure my pickup hug was only because <laughs> I love you dearly, and I think you're the coolest fucking person. Yeah, Len is awesome. I agree yeah. that. So uh, we got we went through. I, I want I want, oh, Len to, I want Len to be my grandpa. Like very much. The problem is, uh, he's also the same age as my father. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Well, actually, no. Angus is older than him. 
Oh my god, that, but they're close. Yeah. I don't know how old Len is. Actually, Ang- I say he's seventy. I actually have no idea how old he is. <laughs> but I also, but like you know, just because he's he's a very kind, caring person, I was like, oh my god, give me my grandpa. Yeah, no, he is. He is amazing. Um, and uh, true legend in the West Coast and Atlanta piping scene, and uh, rightfully so, well yeah. deserved, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his his legendary status is well deserved. He has done a lot for <laughs> Southwest piping in general. <laughs> Oh my God! So speaking of Len Wood, let's talk about mental illness and bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wait a minute! Wait, I'm just kidding. Uh, One wanna, man's obsession. <laughs> where do you want to go from here? Um, okay, so do we have, do we have notes here? There's a few options here. I don't have notes, but I have topics. Oh no, I want to talk about the Glenfiddich, okay. and I also want to talk about Rab. Okay. Yeah, we didn't get too much in Rab's trip actually. Yeah, no, we hinted. We hinted at it because then I did a sweet segue into the Joe Brady thing, and then you totally like blew it off. Yeah, yeah. So that's fair. You know, so you know, back to Rab is what we're saying. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the Glenfiddich <laughs> first. Uh, Glenfiddich. It happened. Uh, it happened yesterday. Today. Technically it's still Saturday. today. Yeah, yeah. Technically it's today. Was it? What do you? What are you thinking? You you, you seem disappointed. Guess one of the spookiest thing of all. I do. Jack Lee didn't win. Oh, that yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate, but he's gonna bounce back because that's yeah. his, that's his yeah. that's his. He, he loves that like, shit. Just bounce back. He's yeah. gonna do it again next year. He's gonna he's gonna do this shit till he dies. I imagine. Um, he I, I don't have the place. That's like, that's like describing me jerking off. Like yeah, he's gonna do it till he dies. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Duh. Like Jack Lee playing in high level competitions is like you and I jacking off. Yeah. It's just it's the equivalent of me doing a stroke and poke in the shower. It's a twice a day thing. <laughs> twice a day, once a year in front of large crowds. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, uh, he came in. I don't have it in front of me. He's like fourth ish. I don't remember exactly overall, but uh Arguably the oldest person <laughs> doing Glenfiddich. I don't know, <laughs> um, but uh, hey, that's awesome. Uh, I watched part of it. Did you catch any of it? I know I felt bad. Yeah, because I was I was fast asleep. I was working mostly today, but I did catch some of it, and um, it was like it is every year. It's uh, guys playing bagpipes in front bunch of a bunch of horns. So it's a bunch of old white guys <laughs> playing peabrock, <laughs> playing peabrock in front of antlers. Yeah, I mean it's, as it is. <laughs> It's still an awesome. It, uh, yeah, I, I wish I. Uh, here, here's what I would love to do. I'd love to attend the Glenfiddich. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing to me. Like I, I'm just now. I can tell that I'm getting old and bored because I'm getting more interested in uh, solo pipe band competition or solo piper competition, solo drumming competitions. Like I'm, I'm getting much more into the scene. You must be bored. Yeah, you know, I'm just at this point. I'm just giving up. <laughs> On life, I mean, look at me. You're in a fucking cloak. I'm like a discount Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a reference you'll get in a couple weeks, people. Yeah, you guys, you guys will understand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like I'm getting more into that kind of stuff, and like the more I think about it, it's like I, I think I'd be more likely to travel, like overseas, to go like catch catch one of these performance, like a solo performance. And then just fuck around for a week or so, then I would be to go play with a band. Well, it's way less responsibility. Yeah, and I, I love that shit, it's man. Way more party. I love not having responsibility. Why do you think I got a vasectomy? <laughs> 
I've been trying to talk Cahill into going to the Glenfiddich with me for like two years now. Not into getting a vasectomy? Oh, no, no. He's well, already got one. He must have yeah. one by now. Or, I mean, <laughs> and mine, I, mine's a natural vasectomy. It's just powder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please add water if you want children. <laughs> yeah. One time, one time Fusco told me I can't afford a vasectomy, so he just had me punch him in the balls real hard. <laughs> have you ever watched that kind of porn? Have you ever seen that? Where like, wait, chicks punch guys in the balls? Well, that's that's gonna be the dominatrix episode. Oh, we're coming to that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. You're gonna have to you have to wear a gimp mask. <laughs> you you uh, thought the horse head was bad. Oh my god, wait wait do you hear what's <laughs> wait, coming, people? Wait till you hear what's coming. Um, but yeah, no, I uh you know uh, I just think that Jack Jack put it very well on the episode when we talked to him where he said he loves music, he loves doing it, he loves playing the Glenfiddich because it is playing against the best people and that's when you're playing your best absolutely yeah no you could you could just be some asshole showing up to a grade four pat practice three times a month and you'll never you're never gonna play your best no not not and no one will ever know because you're not being challenged yeah are you referencing you <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you want to go watch the glenfiddich so you challenge yourself uh, well, I challenge myself uh, physically and sexually often. Well, your tongue is the strongest part of your body at this point, <laughs> from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. Redacted. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, uh, it's it's an amazing competition. Uh, I listened to some of it. It was it was awe inspiring. If you want to listen to MSRs ad nauseum, uh, go to wherever. MSRs are sold. <laughs> <laughs> Go to wherever MSRs are sold near you. Um, okay, so let's quickly get through uh, Rab Strip Stone Mountain and then uh, Topic of the Week. We are at 50 minutes. Perfect. This is great timing. So Rab went to Stone Mountain. Yes. And, and we, next topic. <laughs> yeah, we, we, were, we were invited to go. I wanted to go, but it was it's terrible timing. Why is that? Because it has something to do with piping? Well, everything is terrible timing because Correct. I'm, I'm a very busy human being. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Remember I, remember we were, when I told you we were doing an episode tonight, two hours ago? <laughs> yes, I do remember this. Um, yeah, no, it's terrible timing. Uh, we were asked to play with a couple different bands at various levels um, to help fill numbers. And then, which might have set off a shitstorm of people being upset of... Did you see Doogie's oh, post? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh he. I. I'm well. Do you involved. have it? Do you have any insider insight? I do. And I'm well, not. not about not necessarily about that post, but but like uh, as far as like uh, bringing in ringers for Stone Mountain. <laughs> okay. So I I literally yes. know nothing. Yes, I do. There's that mic again. <laughs> That's how you do it. Just hit the table. And there's. That's definitely gonna That's scary. Pop a fuse in the. Oh, it's gonna blow something up. So this was our Satan mic that we said earlier. Yeah, let's let's do some let's talk to Satan. <laughs> so, do you want to explain the uh, fuckery and bringing ringers to Stone Mountain to Satan? Okay, so let me explain this non-emotionally and non with no skin in the game whatsoever, just as I know it. Wait, do you want to do you want to summon Satan first? I do. Hail Satan! If you are out there, please come on the show so I can talk to you. Satan, is that you? Satan? Yes. You know, Satan, you sound a hell of a lot like 
God. <laughs> You're right. God, we can actually understand when he talks into the reverb mic. <laughs> Unlike Satan, I have no idea what he's talking about. Just, just turn down the reverb just a touch so we can understand you. So Satan, being the lord of all evil, the 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 uh, disruptor, <laughs> being the disruptor, the uh, what are all the names for Satan? Um, the morning star. Uh, <laughs> now it's completely off. Now we're fucked. All right, forget that bit. <laughs> the mic doesn't work. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the Lord of all evil, uh, the deceptor, uh, the uh, morning star, Lucifer, uh, the fallen one, Metastopheles. I don't know. Whatever all the names are. Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Um, so I, I'm curious what Satan would think about this, but so the, basically it's this, the stone mountain games is way outside the normal season. So it doesn't. And it's not, I'm assuming it's not a non sanctioned game, so it doesn't apply to the rules of Yusbaba. But essentially, a bunch of bands brought it in. What is Yusbaba? <laughs> Weird. Satan sounds a lot like Bane. <laughs> but uh, so essentially, uh, various bands brought in a bunch of people from various places, Big Rab being one of them. And some people are upset about this because it's just like a one off games and there's money involved and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so people are bringing in like high level players like from uh, what's that band in Florida that I always get their name wrong uh, Glenn Dunedin Dunedin yeah them and then St. Thomas and then um, like the Texas Caledonia brought in like a drum corps from Ireland apparently I don't know so and people are upset about it essentially some people are upset about it some people don't give a fuck so it's like the rules it's all within the rules technically but is it within the spirit of the competition to bring in all these players into a situation like this? It depends on the spirits. Do the spirits eventually go to me? This, this is also highlighted that we're doing exactly this to a certain extent. I mean, granted, we haven't. if we win, then okay, maybe it's a bad thing. But it's way too early to even think about that. We're trying to bring in people to play with the what do we call ourselves? The destination pipe band, right? And it might draw the same ire from people if we're bringing in people from around the country to play with us. Mostly, we're doing it for fun because it's fun. But I, it's, I don't know. What do you think? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it fun? Is it not? Go with your desires. If your desire is to play music with your friends, be they from Las Vegas or otherwise. Play music, do not worry about the opinions of associations. <laughs> well, the associations say it's okay. It's, it's other people that we know that don't agree with this. Who I, does not agree? I can't really say. I'm not really allowed to Oh, yeah. Go into detail. <laughs> but it is, it, I can't talk about the question. Is it fair to bring in people if it's within the rules to do it, technically, even though there's two or three or four grade one players playing in a grade three band, potentially? Is that really what we're trying to accomplish as a 
musical culture. Of I'm listening to the souls. And? Of all those who have competed in the past and they say, you know what? Was it worth it to play by the rules or was it more important to win? That is the question, isn't it? Whose rules do you follow? Whose rules matter? At the end of the day, your souls all belong to me. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> well, we know how sat- where Satan stands on this. Win at all costs. That's fair enough. I get it, Satan. But uh, that's, that's essentially the, the controversy. Yeah, the controversy over uh, what my friend from Albany says... You know, it's it's real, but I think that okay. Let's 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 strip back the uh, the mask. Okay, as it were. You're worried about what the opinions of others? Me? Yeah. I'm not worried about anything. What are you, what are you talking about? So, like, like uh, we're we're definitely looking to have people come in as the destination pipe band, which we are. Oh yeah, wait, I wait, don't wait, give wait, a fuck. Oh, destination pipe band, right? Yeah. The Destination, Destination Pipe Band, and uh, yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna bring people in because they're our friends and they're friends of the show or just friends of the band that shall not be named, and we're gonna play music with them. Yes, and I swear to God, if you fucking fucks file a complaint, file a complaint, <laughs> or or decide or decide <laughs> to fucking bitch about it, like okay, cool, you well, do you, you do you, but think about this: what is the ultimate purpose? That is the question. The ultimate purpose is to play music with your friends and have a good time. Well, that that's not the ultimate purpose of a competition necessarily. We could play on stage and do that without competing for money. This is like, where people get sensitive. Like, like There's when, money involved. There's, yeah, but not very much, guys. No, like, <laughs> no, I know, but still, that's <laughs> the, what they're. Arguing. I know, I know what the top prize money in the Vegas games is. It's higher than most, but it's still not a lot of money. No. But to a band of twenty people trying to cover costs, it's it's significant to win that or not win that. It absolutely is. Like I've been on the, the receiving end of that. Like, at the end of the day, <clears throat> you're you're there to jam. Like if I have a friend that comes from Aus- if I have a friend that pays thousands of dollars to come from Australia mm-hmm. to perform, and you're like, well, wait a minute, is she on the roster, dude? I'm gonna throw you in the dumpster. You might, but does that mean they're wrong? The yeah. rules, there's still rules for a reason. The, you've argued about associations not having their shit together, but part of what an association does is set the rules for a competition, and then we have to follow them but, if we buy into that system. But do they seem arbitrary? Like, what's the worst thing that happens? You stack the deck? Yeah. Okay. Is that, well, but that, that's, that's against the spirit of what we're trying to accomplish here. Is like it, stacking, a, stacking the deck is a pretty capitalistic enterprise. I'm... I'm I'm okay with that to an extent. Just stack the deck against the person who's trying to stack the deck against you. It's right. not that hard. But that trust okay, me. That, trust me. If you're stacking, it is hard. It is trust hard. me. If you're stacking the deck, if you don't and, have connections, if you're not one of the rich, if you will, rich in connections, then you're not going to be able to do if that. If you're if so, you're stacking the deck in Albuquerque versus stacking the deck in like any, we're actual, not talking about Albuquerque. We're talking about like significant events here. We're talking about people like might pull in people to play in Pleasanton, say, or something of that size, you know, something of that sort of thing, yeah, which is significant. I think at the end of the day, just like, I think at the end of the day, in my opinion, 
I will I will qualify because I think our opinions are going to differ on this. Probably. In my opinion, uh, just be better. Like, you know. Be better at what? Like marketing yourself so people want to play with you like across the country or play in a band that you can pull in people from your band to play with them? Both. I mean, I don't know. Both. Or, or be good enough to where if someone pulls in uh, one ringer snare drummer doesn't actually well one person's contest one person's not significant but it's when it's more than that that it becomes more of an issue and and when you're dealing with games like stone mountain which are outside the rules you can pull in it i just think some of these i think some of these rules are made to protect the lazy and the weak what do you mean like like what's what's going to happen if i can if i can bring in a if if i could have Stuart little play with the fucking las vegas pipe at the vegas highland games Mm -hmm. okay do it Okay. What if you brought in four people from Inverary to play with us? Then I win. Like <laughs> that that's crazy though. That that is that really what we're what we want out of a grade four competition? As long as long as it raises the musicianship. Does it though? To ha- to pull in ringers to play in one games and maybe practice with you once? How's that raise the musicianship? Because like at the end of the day, how many how many times can you do it, right? So if you pull them in for one game Probably once. Maybe. <laughs> I, I'm with at how the end affordable the day, sort of something like this. Well, is. I'll say at the end of the day, the economics will sort it out because what you win one event. You might, maybe, I mean, I don't know, but maybe that's the only event that one other band goes to. I mean, I and they get slapped. Yeah. That's, that seems very against the spirit of what we're trying to accomplish here to me. I mean, at the end of the day, they get they get to listen to some really good pl- pipers play. <laughs> yeah, but why not just pay Inverary even then down, or whoever to come down and do a oh because it's cost quartet cost exorbitant amount of money. You're paying but, them anyway. These bands are probably paying their way. But that's to the get thing, here. right? Like, look at the look at the economics of it. Like, it's never going to affect us on the West Coast, hardly at all. It absolutely does. This comes down to like that whole thing that I argued about, like. When we had a competition in Vegas, and it, when it used to be run by another organization, and three of the four judges were wearing the same kilt of the band that we were playing against, that is a problem. That's, That's a the problem. same concept. That's a problem. But it's the same concept. But if if a band had three people from Northern Ireland playing in it, you wouldn't be like, "Well, there's a problem right there," because none of the judges are going to be like, "Those are three people from Northern Ireland." They might not recognize them. That's true. But your your initial your initial issue with all the judges being in the same band as the band they're judging, that still that still holds. That's just not relevant to this. It is though, because you're talking about in an imbalance of either w- judging or players. Either way, it's it the net result. Well, it only be same. players. We're only talking about an imbalance of players. Well, it, no, it's definitely happened. Like there was times when like the grade four band in LA Scotts had Colin Armstrong on the fucking bass drum. Like that seems inherently unfair to me. I mean, it's within the rules, but it seems odd to me that that's the, yeah, not fair. Yeah, it doesn't bother me that much. It bothers me. The judging thing bothers me more than that. Like, whoever's playing is playing. Like, players are players. I don't know. Like, in you sports, only, that would never happen. You can only When you're in your league, you're stuck in your league. Yeah. You can't change leagues. You can't change levels. But, I don't, but I, don't think, I don't think the two things are quite, like, evenly matched in comparison. Like, I don't think that a pro NFL player playing for a college team is the same thing as a pro piper or drummer playing with a grade four band. Why? Because 
nobody knows and nobody cares. And one and one people in the bands that are competing one, against them care. One pro player cannot carry. One pro player on a college team in NFL can potentially carry it. No, not at all. But one one pro piper or drummer cannot carry a shit band. No, that's absolutely true. You're 100 percent right about that. Um, you're still you're still basically as strong as your weakest link. There's no doubt about that. But we're not talking one person. We're talking people that brought in numerous people. It's not one person. And because it's within the rules, because there's no roster rules, I mean, there's or they're way more, way less restrictive when they're out of season, if you will. Uh, you know, there's still a lot of bands that travel a long way to go to Stone Mountain or wherever the fuck they go. I don't know where people go this time of year, but... Uh, That's the game, dude. Uh, I don't know. That seems wrong to me. Like, you're, the game is not about, like, how savvy of a marketer you are to get big rab to come play with your band and Ed best and fucking two guys from fucking Northern Ireland. Like that seems also as much, also as much as I love big rab, like he's not going to carry your drum corps, dude. No, but he's not the only one. They had four fucking people from various places. That's, that's way more than one person. That's two thirds of their drum corps. Right. So that's significant. That's a big deal. So, and I don't know all the details of this particular band I'm just using them as an example because it's the most fresh version of this. But uh, like four out of six drummers are out of out of town or people that one's one's a significant judge in the West Coast. Uh, two are significant drummers in the Irish scene. There's another one from Ireland as well. Like, not I don't know if they're good or not. I don't know anything about these guys generally speaking, except for a couple of them. But like. That's not a, that's not your normal showing. That's not your team. Well, we also we also tried the exact same thing. When for Vegas, we tried. To, we weren't we tried, competing. We tried to bring in all the fucking Valley Breeze drums. No, we didn't. Yeah, the idea was like uh, a bunch of the drums were going to come down. John Boy was going to come down. Dell was going to come down. Like that was that was the original intention. No. For the Vegas games. We we talked to Del Boy about her coming and John Boy like that's like, so not significant. We were, we were going to bring some drums down. Yeah, I mean it's the that's same. That's so the same not significant. Thing. It's it's different. Like <laughs> I know where you're going with that, but it's totally different. We because again we're talking about tenors, not snares. We're talking about we have we had none. We're talking about us not competing anyway. We're going to get disqualified anyway. It's a whole different ball of wax uh so so if if we had the opportunity to bring an, an entire core in well this is what would you what would you have done what? drummers yeah well if it, that, if this it was, is the thing that i'm talking about if this it is was what we're dealing with if right it was now. vegas 2019 mm-hmm. and i was like hey here's here's four drummers because we had no core we had zero right like here's four drummers you guys will actually be able to compete what would you have done you would have taken it Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But where that's what these people did. No, they they could still compete. They just brought in four very good people to add to their two or however many they had. There's a difference to me. I don't know. There's a difference. We weren't competing. We were getting disqualified. We had no options. We are not a band of great connections to be able to pull that off. So we didn't do it. We went out there anyway and we got disqualified. I, I think know. I think presented with the same scenario, you probably would have made a very similar decision. I don't. I wouldn't pull in grade one people, no, not necessarily. 
we're we're pulling in people to play with us for sure, but we're doing it in the sense of playing for fun. Well, but that's that's how we do at everything. Vegas only. Yeah, like yeah, which is not a significant event, and we're not pulling in significant people. We're pulling in hey, a grade a, three guy from over here. It's a significant here. event, asshole. We're pulling over a grade three guy from over here and a grade three guy from over there, and but we still have to maintain rules. We still have to play within the rules and Wispo is better at being within the rules than other associations from what I've seen. They have, their rules are a little bit more in line, believe it or not. Uh, so, uh, it's, but trust me, I struggle with the philosophy of it. Like what are we trying to accomplish by bringing these people in? Mostly it's just, let's have fun and play Well, for us. For us, it's the sesh. Correct. Yes. So we're not going, I'm not going to Pleasanton with these people. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to one games because that's also, even if you're, even if you're going to Pleasanton, what happens? Like you bring in a bunch of ringers and you win Pleasanton and nobody cares. Yeah. But the bands that you're competing against, you care because they're going to lose potentially a thousand dollars or whatever. I don't know what the prize money is, but first versus zero or thir- I don't know. Third is significant. Money is significant to people when it comes to pipe bands, which is a, f- you know, net loss fucking activity. Say, that, that's why, that's why I don't understand the whole uh, prize money being significant to people. It's like, you're, you all lose money no matter what. Like it's, yeah, but you lose less and you still have to finance a nonprofit organization. It's, it's, there's so little gain. Like we only do like, it's not two, little, it's significant. We to only a, do, we only what, do these two are, things. You're talking about bands with budgets of maybe $10,000 or less and a thousand dollars of, Prize money is significant. Like we we only do like two things that make us able to do anything else. What the fundraisers we do. The That's us. We're not talking. It's not just us. We're talking about everybody. The whole organization. Yeah. Well, if we were to well, quit quit bitching about someone bringing in ringers and do a whiskey tasting. Done. <laughs> You're missing the point. What is the point of competition if not to make it fair amongst everybody? What? Why do we compete? What is the point? Why would you compete? Okay, so as an association, let's, let's if you, you were running an association, let's use the, let's use that as an example. Okay, what is the point of competition if not to make it fair amongst everybody? Okay, so when I play with the grade five band, that's not fair. What grade five band are you referring? Ours, to? our grade five band. If I went, if I went and played with Phoenix's, your team is your team, regardless. If I went and played with Phoenix's grade five band, that's not fair. If there's only you, then it is fair. Is it only you? Like so, so. It's it's fair if it's only me because the rule you're says only one person. The no, rule says that because one person doesn't make a difference. We're talking about four versus one. That's significant. Okay, so four of us went and played. That would be a problem. It's no longer fair. Absolutely, that would be a problem. Sure, but who are we talking about? Like you and I are not guys from St. Thomas. We're that's a drastic difference. Yeah, but they need shit to do too, man. Can't cut them out from playing in the off season. They they want to go play. Maybe they get free trips, but why let them get theirs? But why? I mean, maybe, maybe one guy, maybe that's their home band. I don't know the stories. That's the thing. I don't know. Maybe these guys played in maybe North Texas, Caledonia is like their home band and that's where they grew up and that's reasonable. But I don't know that. Nobody knows the story. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just using this as an example. This is by no means the biggest issue of this by any means, but, uh, there's way bigger examples of this where the, where, some people are upset by what is what is the what are we doing here? What is the point of all this? And if if we have a to lose money, no, that's not the point. I'm be serious. What is the point of competition? Why are we doing this? Oh, to prove I'm better than you. Okay, so better than you means I'm a better marketer. 
and put, and have friends in high places. Like this is exactly the the but haves I'm, and have nots concept of. But friends. it's also it's also on the day like if for somehow you marketed better to get people to come play with your band that I don't give a shit about that on the day. Did your band play better than me? I don't care who's in it. Did but who's in better? your band? This is exactly the point. No, no, you're, you're like, who's your, on your team? Yeah. And, and how do you judge? But you're also, you, but you're also like, you cheated. Like it doesn't, you can't get away with it in sports. So I don't know why you'd get away with it here. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like at the end of the day, like you played, they played better. Who cares who's in there? <laughs> that's a ridiculous concept that's like uh, let's play uh, let's play uh, olympics fucking soccer with professional with one team that can bring in professionals and one team that cannot that's that's ridiculous that's a stupid concept that wouldn't work nobody would agree to be part of this group to do that this olympic committee whatever like this association who why would you do that I wouldn't be agree to be part of an association that would allow one team to pull in their friends from a higher level band. And then we know we're going to get crushed every time. I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't go. That, that's silly. So well, then, sports but then, teams aren't allowed to do it. But, Why then, we? but then the system self corrects at that point, right? Like maybe, I mean, I don't know is if it's haves and have nots, it obviously hasn't correct self corrected. Right. So we're, we're still in the same situation. It's interesting. Oh, it's, it's, it's fascinating. fascinating. Interesting topic. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question for you. Oh, I'm all and I want you to, I want you to answer this honestly. Okay. Would you be willing to cut this portion out and then make it a Patreon exclusive? We pretend it was a break and then we... Why would we do that? Just because I think we had an entire bit and we still haven't even gotten to the rest of the bits in the show notes. <laughs> we, have, we have a great 30-minute segment that I want to keep. Which is which part? This part we just did with the association oh, thing. Yeah. Oh. So what's the part? We could just end it there. You just end it that, right on that? You don't well, want to I mean, go into the... Uh, mark where you're talking. I mean, uh, I don't know. We could do that and cut this out and just do this. I don't, I don't care. Whatever. We can just go into that and then see how it all edits together. Okay. Do you, you want to just keep going? I'm game if you're game, my, my friend. With the intent of cutting that and using it separate? Or either way, but we we have to put a cap on it either way. Mm, yeah, let's let's do it, and then we'll just edit it as we decide to edit it. Okay, so quick cap on the. Uh, do you want to like sum it up or not? I think it'd be better if you did because you have stronger feelings. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna, how I'm are we gonna put this all together? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come back at you, okay? With the after the summary? No, no, no. You're gonna you're gonna push like the hey. It's not fair if you fucking have people from different grades playing together. Blah blah blah. And I'm gonna come back at you, and then uh, we'll do a quick. I'll I'll read in a break for uh, talking to the audience, mm-hmm. and then either way, we still have it. Whether we want to cut it as separate or keep it in, doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, in the end. My general summary and opinion is this. Things need to be better stated and consistent throughout the year and just leave it at that. Just you think, keep it simple. You think everyone should have weights in their pockets, Fusco? Absolutely. We should all have the same weights. No, no, no. Different people should... The better you are, the heavier weights you should have. That's what you <laughs> think. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I think at all. 
You're always twisting my words. Son of a bitch. Capitalistic cunt, you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to call you son of a bitch. Your mom's a very nice lady. <laughs> level playing field. Blah, blah, blah. There's no such thing as a level playing field. It doesn't there is exist. In competition. It doesn't Absolutely. exist. The more you try to create it artificially, the more you will fail. It's not artificial. We should all be starting from the it's same artificial, place. It's artificial. It's natural. We should all be starting from the same place in a competitive environment. It's that simple. All right. <laughs> We're going to have to agree to disagree. That's fine. <laughs> um, now's a great time for us to uh, pop into the chat for a bit. In the meantime, here is a word from our pre-recorded commercials that we'll record after the episode. Yeah, we got it. We need new ones. <laughs> we need new ones. <laughs> Give it. Give it till it hurts. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash Chenerent. Oh, yeah. Thank you to all our spooky patrons and advertisers whose names I don't know because we haven't done the ad yet. <laughs> now, Mr. Andy Fuko. Yes. We're back. I want to I want to talk to you about the uh, topic of the week, the spookiest topic of all, intimacy. It's the scariest thing I've ever heard of. Intimacy. So, uh, tell me about your recent adventures. In what does that have to do with intimacy? Vermont and Montreal. <laughs> Montreal. Montreal. How do you? How do you? Montreal. How do you say Montreal in a French accent? Uh, you put a sock in your mouth and you say it, right? <laughs> Montreal. Oh my God. Um, how do you say? How do you say uh, Montreal with a French accent? You put a dick in your mouth. <laughs> no. Montreal. There you go. Um, so yeah, man, it was, I'm back. We're back now. This is why we're back to actually a normal show. Uh, it's been a couple weeks and I was gone and thus why everybody had to wait for the show because Josh had to edit it. So, um, but yeah, man, it was a good time. I went to Vermont. Had to, you mean Josh created, created a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. Yes. (laughs) Of auditory, (laughs) auditory goodness, which (laughs) yeah, it it was awesome. And it got done in a perfectly reasonable amount of time. Uh, as people who bug me constantly, like, where the fuck is this hey, show? <laughs> hey, Michelangelo took years to do the fucking Sistine Chapel, dude. That's true. That's true. Laying on his back for years. Um, so, yeah, I got to go to Vermont, work with a band out there with our buddy uh, Andy Adams, who was the drum instructor, I guess. Um, and there was a grade five band out there looking to not be the worst thing on the planet. And I appreciate Your that. specialty. Yeah. I am great at, like, not being the worst thing on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, being one step above. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all you need. Improvement yeah. is all that you need. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to win. <laughs> you just have to be better than all you got. All you gotta, yeah, it's, it's like out running a bear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just don't want to be the last one, <laughs> the slowest one, right? So, yeah. Uh, so, it was cool, man. I got to, I flew through Montreal because that was the cheapest way to go. And then I drove down to Vermont. But when I flew to Montreal, I actually married... Queen of Legs met me at the airport. One to, of the six. One of the six. Uh, OG, I think, uh, to show me around a little bit of Montreal. Well, because we, I don't know. I Wait, what was that? Well, where were you? Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Which was awesome. I really appreciate her doing that because I was like walking into a place that I, apparently everybody speaks French first. I mean, also, also you, uh, 
of all the talents you have, uh, Cardinal Directions, not really a good one. Like, I, I, we, we, tell me, tell me about your navigational ability in Montreal. Well, I didn't have to navigate because she was there to do it for me. So, so you just followed the lights. <laughs> I followed. Well, yeah, and you know, everybody's got Google Maps, right? So it's relatively easy. Uh, which I did do some of that without her. But isn't it, isn't it in Montreal? Isn't it the Le Google Map? <laughs> Le Map Google. <laughs> oh, oh, see, so you picked up you picked up yeah. some of the common tongue while you were oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I picked up more than that. Yeah, whose whose tongues did you pick up? I picked up some of the common herpes too. I think I don't know, but <laughs> uh, they call it le herpes. Le herpes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah. Anyway, she met me there. We went around. We traveled. We sort of viewed some of Montreal, and then we met uh, my future wife for lunch. Um, so you couldn't. She was working the, that day. You couldn't seal the deal on this trip with the getting the marriage done. No, it's Montreal's not like Vegas. Uh, you, you can't just walk drive in, through. You can't walk in ah, and just shit. You know, there's, you no, found, there's no Elvis on the corner to. You marry. should have found a boat captain. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great idea. <laughs> Wait, did we? No, we never did. Yeah, but there's plenty of boats. It's it's, it's an island. Apparently, I learned uh, that Montreal's uh, an island surrounded by a river. You see, you see a boat captain, dude. Yeah, we could have done that actually. I didn't even think of that. Where were you? Fucking four days ago, five I days was ago. Here working. <laughs> Managing <laughs> managing your dog shit band. <laughs> Wait, you had nothing to do while I was gone. I was there both Tuesdays. I I did that on purpose. I scheduled my trip to be back in time for band. But so yeah, uh, so we went. We did. You don't that. even know. You don't even know the work I do behind the scenes. No, that's true. I don't, and I I rather not know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, drove to Vermont. Worked with this band. It was really a great experience. It was my first individual clinic, if you will, in the sense where I ran the whole thing. Um, and I also want to thank Jack Lee for recommending me. He actually recommended me as a person with creative ideas I'm to actually help low-level bands. I'm interested in this because this is a field that I thought you should break into for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of being the person that gets hired to tell the band the same thing their pipe major has been telling them for years. Yes, and actually that was brought up. <laughs> <laughs> as, it, uh, as it is here, when Jack comes here and he, he says the same shit that I've been saying and people uh, start to listen. Hopefully. So so tell me about this because I feel like there there's some niche opportunities especially I would say more so on the west coast of the United States but you kind of you kind of went in to essentially bring a 5 to a 4 No that's not really their goal yes maybe someday but ultimately they this band is a very bottom of the pile grade 5 band at least as to their competition this year and they they've it kind of hit them like we don't want to be that anymore. Like they they don't they know what they don't to know. Like get their shit together. Eh, some not some kind of. I don't want to even put it that way. They were just they're like you know obviously we're doing something wrong. We're coming in dead last in everything we do. Like we don't know what we don't know. Let's figure out how to do that. And they're committed to education as an organization, as most should be. Most nonprofit. It should be. It should be, should be the number one priority. Absolutely. And as we've seen just in our experience, like. As soon as I mean the past like what two years, yes, uh, yeah, almost of making, two years of making that the number one priority. Has, I mean, it's, it's always been a significant part, but we were like, let's just fucking this is let's the just only throw thing, it. Let's this is the only thing we care about. Yes, like, this like, is all it we're going to do. <laughs> it turned into like, okay, all the money we make goes towards this. Pretty much, yeah, a significant portion of it. So yeah, and they're kind of kind of in that same boat where they're like, ah, we're just tired of being shit, you know, more or less, and um, and they wanted to find figure out how to not be that way anymore so 
Uh, and they're all, all, many of their students are dojo students. So that's how they know me. Um, I teach a lot of them in classes and then, you know, um, they've been to clinics and a lot of them have been to various, excuse me, dojo things. So it just sort of, I mean, without going into the details of how all that worked out, they ended up bringing me out to help them. And it was interesting because it was, I looked at it as pipe band consulting. It was like, like they don't even know how to strategize a practice. Like, this was this was one of the questions I had because usually when you bring someone in, if you bring like a Jack in or a Seamus in, mm-hmm. it, it's entirely musical. But Very much, yeah. I think that you have an interesting, and, and I hate to give you compliments, you know this, <laughs> but uh, you have an interesting kind of approach because realistically i would i would describe your approach as more holistic than (laughs) just let's just fix the music and the music is the only thing like there's an opportunity for you to be like hey also here's like some cultural things you should fix here's some opportunities for you to raise some money here's you know we we actually went into that i mean we're like the, the band that shall not be named is a case study for how do you do more with less yeah, and I suspect there's others out there as well that that are like that. But just just worse we definitely it. just are. worse at marketing it. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean literally there was we had a meeting with the whole band at one point where we talked about like how the organization should be run from like should we have dues? Should we? How do we like get more out of like they were they had questions like all right we get a solo we get a wedding through the band how should we handle that? Like they they had no clue as to what seemed reasonable or fair. Um, I'm, from that's why I called it consulting. It's like every level of running their organization was complete random. Like we don't know what to do. We're just going to go with our gut here on this, whatever. So, and not, I mean, there's no right answer necessarily to that per se. It depends on how much money you, what kind of budget you're dealing with, well, how much you guys make in but a there's, year. There's, there's all there's, kinds of there's stuff. framework though. Like. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they were missing is the framework of, of how to start, where to start basically. And it, so there was stuff like that. There was like stuff like, like a big part of it was, they don't even know how to like, we called it circle discipline, but they had no concept of like what it means to be in a competitive circle. Not even competitive. That's the wrong word. Like a disciplined professional. Circle. Well, I mean, it always, like in my mind, it always comes back to like build, building the concept of there is practice and there is a rehearsal. Correct. That, that simple concept was... If you can understand missed. the difference between those two things, because practice is your time, rehearsal is everybody else's time. Right. So, exactly correct. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> if, you can, if you can understand that core concept, it changes the way you approach it, right? Like, I mean, I love to goof off. You know this. Mm-hmm. Everybody who listens to this show <laughs> knows this. Knows it very well. Like, in the circle, I'm pretty locked down. Like, I'm just like, okay, this is, mm-hmm. this is not my time. Correct. That was, and I, I think that's the big thing that a lot of bands need to learn is sort of strategy of rehearsal. And that's a significant part of being successful, I think. I love to goof off before. Love to goof off after. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, that's, that's what some bands are missing, I think. And that's, that's the uh, niche uh, sort of thing that we want to, that we could go after, I think, for sure. It's just kind of like the top-down. Because, I mean, yeah, I, there's there's so many things. Like, there's there's the structure of a practice. There's the structure of, like, hey, here's how we're going to approach getting gigs. Here's 
there there's fucking stupid things like here's how we're gonna like archive stuff so we can actually find what we need sure you know yeah. like yeah there's i mean yeah there's that kind of stuff there's um i mean there's what is, i'm trying to think of some things we went over but we talked about like obviously like setup like maintenance if you will we talked about like pipe band circle etiquette like what you're supposed to do when you're standing in the circle or not do which is really the biggest thing is all the various it's more about the things you shouldn't do yeah it's attack drills it's sitting in a circle and how to strategize working people through a new tune or even an old tune doesn't matter what it is in a practice channel circle concept from strongest to weakest blah blah blah. like all just all kinds of various concepts that don't fucking don't fucking wander off if you grew up on an island you don't you wouldn't know this you're just sort of figuring it out you know it's also like it's like yeah like don't sit down don't you know like just just fucking just be present yeah (laughs) that was another thing too and the biggest thing is be present that was yeah like this is something we used we've eliminated for a while now but it's like all right, now everybody go warm up the pipes, and then people just wander off. It's like, no, no, no. And then you're, like, spending 50 minutes trying to track yeah. them down. It's not, it's like, not where the hell did everybody it's go? It's not go warm up your pipes <laughs> at the opposite end of the fucking earth. <laughs> right. It's warm up your pipes here in the room. So that when we're ready to go, you just turn around and play. I mean, or, I, or I have, damn close. I have absolutely, I've absolutely copied uh, Jason. Jason who? Jason Black. Oh yeah, yeah. When when I'm like doing like everyone warm up and I like everyone goes in different corners of the auditorium and I don't let them leave the room and then I just do like the fucking big like stomp on the ground <laughs> and everyone has to come up to me. Right, but they should they should be paying attention to that. And that's the other thing is like it used to happen to us. People like all right, warm up and people because they want to hear themselves, they'll go. And I used to call. Angel used to do this to me all the time. I used to call Angel's like, the Angel, one. Angel, don't go put on a concert. Yeah. I don't. Nobody needs to hear you play your two four march. We don't nothing, care. Yeah, it's nothing personal against Angel. No, he just it's used just to go fucking disappear. He would and, disappear and go put on a concert or whatever, as I called it. But like, just stay in the room. Like, we'll tune your drones or yeah. tune them if you're it's by like, yourself. Well, something's out. Okay, I'm gonna we'll, fix that. We'll get to that. Don't worry about. It. Just warm up your shit. Like, yeah. what do you you think just, too just, much? Just play heat. <laughs> just play heat and air. You're thinking too much. Put heat and air in there and uh, heat and moisture, and then we'll do the rest. And then stay in the circle. And well, yeah, I do. I do play. think there's there's definitely like it, it's it's interesting now because we have spent so much time, energy, and money <laughs> on uh, bringing in quality instruction mm-hmm. just to get us over the hump. You know, mm-hmm. sure. Is it is it? Would you say Jack has done anything different than what we already knew what we should be doing? No, no, I would agree with that. Not and, at all. But I, and I love the man. He he has not introduced any new ideas. The, o- the only thing he can do as a person outside is confirm what we're trying to do and also inspire, hopefully. He, Which is his yeah, strength. He, is, That's he strength has not his. introduced any new ideas into the system. No. But he has taken the same ideas and tried 15 approaches of how to introduce them on every single and person. And or inspire people to actually take yeah. them and do something. Like, like so, so I think, I think the magic, the magic of someone like Jack is... Let's say I'm telling you to stand up, mm-hmm. stand up, and you don't do it. Each person has a different kind of learning style that they need to hear to get them to fucking stand up. Sure, it seems simp. It seems simple, <laughs> right? Some people need to hear it. Some people need to see it. Some people need. To <laughs> some people. Some people Whatever. need. Some people need. I would like you to stand up. Some people need. You need to fucking stand up now. Right. Some yeah. people need, you know, it'd be great if you stood up. Some people need, sitting down's good. But what if you stood up, right? 
Jack, the, the magic of that kind of instruction is he'll go through all 15 iterations on five different people. He will, yeah. In a matter of seconds. Like, he'll immediately lock on to the one they need. Correct. Uh, and uh, it's a very basic example. But he'll immediately lock on to the one that will get them to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Correct, yeah. For me, it would be stand the fuck up. Right. That's more or less my approach most of the time. <laughs> like, that would work. I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, it doesn't work on everybody, obviously. But but when you're not the play but major, not, I bet you he doesn't do that in the SFU. No. There's no way. No, not in a I mean, I don't years. know. Maybe he does. I have no idea. But probably, I would guess he doesn't. But this is this is an example of, like, working with this band that was interesting is, like, you kind of have to prove to them that what you're saying works. And once you do that, suddenly people are like, oh, shit. So I did that one day. We were working on maintenance with this one. Well, we were talking about like setup overall. And I just picked the guy that I knew whose drones were, I could hear him when they were playing in the circle. Were drones total were garbage. Yeah, that double toning constantly and whatever. So, um, and I just set him up and showed him how to calibrate their drone reads by me doing it for him and showing him how to do it in groups of two, like pairs. So we could all, you know, you can just pair up and do it. It's way faster. And it, like as soon as I did it, and then suddenly he could strike at his pipes correctly, like everybody's like, oh my God, it's like magic. But it's not magic, it's no. a system. It's just a process of doing and it's just getting not, good. Yeah, at it. it's just not easy. Yeah, at first it's not easy because you're not sure of the system. You're thinking too much, You're and which is normal. You're when If you're a firefighter and you're learning to put on your goddamn whatever Dude, those things I never, are called. I never knew any of that shit. Like, I never knew any of that shit. My pipes were horribly inefficient for years. Mm hmm. Like it's just now that I know that stuff, and it's not like it's not like some secret magic thing. I fucking calibrated my drone reads in the parking lot at the gig today. Right. Yeah. And when they're slightly off, it's not that difficult to fix them real quick. <laughs> just take <laughs> if the time. You're aware of the little. Just take process. the time and do it. Yeah. So, but it was it was interesting to watch lights go off and people's. It was really fascinating actually, um, when people were slowly like at first you could sense a little resistance here and there, and then you win them over over time by just proving that it works <laughs> if you just think it through and keep it relatively simple things work and then it just it just happens so it was overall it was very successful between myself and andy uh the two of us sort of played off each other very well and had a lot of the same ideas because we both played in lots of different bands uh over the years um with systems that work you know so it it just it really clicked for a lot of people and it was very exciting to see that like people really respond to that um so overall it was very successful um and i'm very happy i did it for sure and then you got late well i don't know about that but (laughs) i mean i definitely masturbated a lot but uh you know choking myself in the closet with a (laughs) with a neighbor's belt i don't know (laughs) and fusco yeah Uh uh-oh here we go do you want to know the Spookiest thing of all about bagpipes? Yes, what's the spookiest thing? It's not that fucking hard! <laughs> I know, we make it way more complicated than it should be. Fosco, give me your spooky final thoughts. Do you want reverb on that? Yeah, give me, yeah, give me some reverb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My final thoughts are these. I'm very excited and happy that I went to this clinic. And I happened to go through Montreal because French people are very scary to me. And I learned... I learned to put up with French-speaking Quebecers. 
And I enjoyed meeting Mary and Elise, and they were great fun, and I appreciate them putting up with me for a few days and showing me Hurley's Irish pub. Those are my final thoughts. My final thoughts are that the pipe band life is the spookiest <laughs> life. And thank you for everyone who joined us for this spooky episode of the Chanteran Podcast, where we talked about backpiping things and also not backpiping things. <laughs> and horse head masks. And, uh, <laughs> oh, we should put those back on. Yeah, we should probably exit with those. All right, uh, Fusco, play us out.